This episode of the Fabulous Learning Nerds is sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTIs, counselor, and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. They are the fabulous learning nerds. Because if you're tired of the old ways of getting it done, you've got the fabulous learning nerds. Scott and Dan are making it lots of fun. The best ideas that you've ever heard. So everybody spread the word. They're gonna keep you with turning the fabulous learning nerds. Fabulous learning nerds. Oh yeah! Hey and welcome, 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 friends. It's time for the fabulous learning nerds. I'm your host, Scott Shooty, and with me tonight, as well as every night for the foreseeable future, my co-host, wingman, Dan Coonrod. Dan the man. Dan, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Scott. How are you? You got a little uh, got a little fan here in the audio drop world <laughs> of the fabulous learning nerds. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> I'm just pretty soon we're gonna start the fan club, um, and you already have one fan in the Dan Coonrod fabulous learning nerds uh, fan club. And uh, anyway, <laughs> welcome. Hey, we we've been talking about this for. For a while, oh yeah, yeah, we have yeah. been like this yeah. is this this is it's good to to have it come together. It, it it is good to come together, and we may or may not have, may not have recorded this episode at least a hundred times. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, you got to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, everybody, welcome to the Fabulous Learning Nerds. Uh, we got Dan and Scott here, and uh, we are going to. Uh, we're going to kick off the show um, getting to know one another um, in a segment that you're going to hear every now and then. It's called What's Your Deal? Hey, man. What's your deal? Okay, What's Your Deal is when we get to know uh, all about each other. This is where we're going to have, you know, get to know our special guests. We'll have special guests on the show. We'll have people pimping their stuff. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but since this is episode zero, I thought we would just go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, each other. So, Dan. Yes, Scott. What's your deal, man? Tell us about yourself. Uh, what what's what are you all about? What's your learning journey, so to speak? Oh, man. My learning journey, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've talked to you about it before a little bit, but um, I was not anywhere in learning and development. Uh, I was doing PLC to PC maintenance for textile line machines, basically taking little crappy computers and putting in slightly less crappy computers in their place. And uh, the guy I was working for at the time was basically like, you know, hey, I'm thinking about retiring. And I was like, oh, you know, I understand. We all get to that point. And he's like, good. I'm glad you took that so well. So this is going to be our last month. And I was just like, wait, what? And uh, I found myself adrift. Uh, Like a lot of people, I didn't know what to do. And I found an 
ad on Craigslist of all places for a technical support role. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, I'll just pick this up, you know, until I can find a real job. That was that was kind of my my impression. And uh, I got into the industry doing tech support, and I was like, man, I really like this job. I, I really, I'm I'm really good at this. And then pretty quickly thereafter, somebody from the learning and development of that organization was like, hey, like we see you're really good at this, you know, we see you're always like up to help out. We've got an opening. Why don't you roll on over and be a trainer? And I was like, yes. Absolutely. I, I want to do this. And uh, I got into learning and development as a trainer. And man, like I thought I liked being a call center rep, which I guess isn't something that most people say, but you know, I really enjoyed it. And I got to be a trainer and I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. This is great. I'm working 10 and 12 hour days. I'm working five and six and seven days a week. And I'm loving every minute of it. This is amazing. And uh, a guy at the time was working for another company he had seen some of the content i had made and he was like this is really good uh why don't you come be an instructional designer and i was like no i don't i don't want to do that i don't want to be stuck behind a desk i don't want to be trapped i love being up and standing and moving around and he's like think about it don't don't say no right now go home think about it and if you can tell me a week from now really no i'll leave you be so I went home and I thought about it and I was just like, man, like, why would I, why would I give up being in front of people and teaching and training and facilitating? Like, I love that. Like, what, what would that trade be? And I talked to him, I asked him about it. I was like, Hey, what, what does this look like? And he was like, you know, you, you won't have the same person to person interaction, but your ability to create material that helps people like where you're at now do a better job and make better connections will grow, grow exponentially. And for me, that was the thing that really like kicked it off for me. I was like, I was like, I, I, I want to do that. Like it's, I can step out of the limelight, so to speak, and step back behind the desk if I'm helping other trainers do good things and got into it. I've been in the industry for years and I absolutely love it. I've shared with you before. I'm a true blue learning and development nerd. 100%. Just like the core mission of helping people grow and develop and get from point A to point B in the best experience possible is the thing that like man gets me through the good days, makes the makes it gets me through the bad days, makes the good days all around I love it. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about you you mentioned uh you uh you mentor young um instructional designers talk to me a little bit about that that experience because i think that yeah. our audience would want to hear about that yeah um so a lot of instructional designers uh whether they're in college or they're like in the corporate space sometimes in our industry it's there's not a clear line of like where do i go what do i do next how do i move from point a to point b um instructional design is you and I have talked about it. It's this amazing role that like lets you do so much. But the trade-off is, is because of that, you're kind of wearing all these different hats and you're doing all this different stuff. And because the role can sometimes not be like super clearly defined, it puts you in a place where you're like, well, where do I go next? And uh, a lot of times when I'm talking to instructional designers who are coming up, 
uh, it's like, that's the big question. Like, where do I go next? Like, even like folks who are coming from the college space who are like, okay, like I'm going to graduate next year. I want to get into instructional design. What does that look like? Like, how do I apply? Like, how do I get ready for that? And I'm like, oh, you know, like, here's how you're going to pull together, like, uh, uh, just, you know, some documents that you can share out. Here's how you're going to like step forward and like, here's how you can stand out. And here's like what my industry is looking for right now. You know, so if you're interested in stepping into that industry, this is what your portfolio should contain. And then talking to them about the differences, you know, you're, you're in a college space, you're in a college setting, and there's a lot of like theory and stuff like that about what instructional design is. And Scott, you know, this sometimes the reality on the ground is, is really different. Sometimes the reality on the ground is like, how do I get this yesterday? And I just needed to get to like 80%. Right. People ask me all the time. Or, or I put it out like, Hey, when, when do you need this done? And there's that pause. And my default answer to kind of break through that pause is yesterday, right? You need the, you need this yesterday. And people chuckle, ha, 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 ha. But it, it really is uh, the truth. They, they really do need it like yesterday. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that's interesting. I want to I wanna ask one last question. So that's awesome. Um, actually, too, I changed my mind. So I, if I were a uh, young professional and I'm getting out there, and I got the, you know, you know, I still got the uh, water behind the ears. I'm, I'm all ready to go, right? So, so how, uh, how do they find you? Are we, are, is there some kind of network or uh, they just, you know, walking down the street and you've got your cup out and then instead of, you know, money, you, you, you get to mentor them. I mean, how, how is that process look? What does that look? How do people find you, Dan? So, I mean, like right now it's, been a lot of word of mouth. Uh, I helped somebody out about a year and a half ago, and it was probably a few months later, they reached back out and they said, hey, we had a talk a few months ago. It was super helpful. Would you mind talking to some of my friends in my class? And I was like, like in a classroom? They're like, no, no, there's just like, just like we did, just like online. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like that's, that's fine. And then it was a couple people, then a couple more, and then like word of mouth, and now it's uh, it, it eats up uh, two nights at two nights an evening, uh, two evenings a week. There we go. That's a better way. To yeah, say. that, two that works. Two week. nights an evening. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what that was. It's code. It's code. I, 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 it's code for something. <laughs> it's code for I'm getting old and losing my mind. That's what that code is for me. Done right? and done. Why right? wait? Dive into so, madness now. <laughs> so two nights a week. Okay, cool. And what's one of the common things you uh, you, you tell uh, your your young urban urban professionals about? <laughs> uh, the, thing, the thing I often tell everybody is go with your gut. You're going to step into a space where you're going to be trying your best to make years of theory and instructional design practice and adult learner theory fit into a box and that those things might not fit in that box you're going to start talking to people you're going to start like working on these projects and you're you're going to start like getting an idea a lay of the land way quicker than how you're going to build a new theory a new way of doing and lean into it Grab a hold of that gut feeling and just start trying to build and to make. 
you're going to find yourself in places where you're going to be shaking your head because, uh, Scott, you know this, like our, our industry isn't really great sometimes about following up and making sure that like the stuff we launched was successful. We get a lot of anecdotal evidence that says, yeah, everybody loved it. Like, cool. I'm glad everybody loved it. I'm glad it was a great experience. What did the numbers look like? Uh, numbers? We, we yeah. want numbers? <laughs> and I, I tell people like, like, it's easy to get hung up on that. And if you're yeah. here for the numbers, this might not be the right place. Well, no, no, you could still get the numbers. I yeah, mean, but I mean, but you got to be purposeful about that. Yes. So, to my point, I, like, if you're only here for numbers, if you're only here for that performance what? track, yeah. like, there's so much more here. No, no, you're right. Like, obviously, numbers are important. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not well, going to tell anybody ignore about, the numbers. <laughs> right. It's the story behind the numbers, right? So that th that's for me. I'm like, okay, well, what's the story? I mean, yeah. honestly, the people that we serve all really just want the story. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because yes. otherwise. We are a means to an end, and once once learning and development becomes a needs to an end situation, then you know we are check the box, feel good activities, and I have I don't have a lot of time for check the box, feel good activities, and yet I, I get I get requests for feel good activities all the time. Like, hey, look what we did! Hey, did you get any results from it? No, but we did something. Yeah, right. That's, see, that's... I washed my hands today. I did something. <laughs> um, I. I Okay. Yeah. So let me ask. Let me ask. I didn't mean to get on a on a mentorship kick, but I actually posted something about it the other day because I truly believe this. Like, let me ask you this: So you're experiencing? By the way, do you, do you have a mentor? Yes, I do. Um, actually, there's a gentleman who first got me into uh, instructional design. He got me into learning and development, and he came to learning and development kind of similar to me, like a non traditional route got here and was just like, this is amazing. And uh, I still reach out to him. I still reach out to him for advice. I still reach out to him like, you know, help me, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Like, what do you think about this? How does, how does this look? What shape is this coming at? And yeah, like just to help me like pause and be mindful and be purposeful. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've reached out in a tizzy and just been like, what yeah. does this look like? And right. he's just, he's always had like, not just good advice, but like the good and hard advice. Like, well, you already know what the right answer is. You're just looking for somebody to tell you it's okay to slack off. I'm like, man, you're right. <laughs> so what last question on this, and then I have a follow-up on my own thing. Then I'll, and then I'll get into what, what's my deal. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know fair right? play. No, no, I get it. Um, mentoring. Are you a better leader or um, not as good a leader from your mentoring others? Oh, I'm way better. Like mentoring. Mentoring has helped me be mindful and be purposeful and to a lot of times in leadership and maybe this is the corporate space, the, the one size fits all approach starts to starts to climb into your brain. And you start to think about like, okay, like, this is what I have to do. This is this is what it looks like. This is what the steps look like. This is the process and I have to follow it. And I have to be exact about it. Being able to like, work and mentor with people has given me such a better perspective of being like, all right, I know, I know what I need. I know what the business needs. 
but what does this person need? And if this person has what they need, will they be able to perform better in the spot they're in? And then being able to get down to that, that question, that distinct like mentor question has helped me in, in good conversations in bad conversations in easy conversations and has really helped me in tough conversations when I've been like, Hey man, like this is what we're doing. This is where we're at. Are you certain you are in the right place? Are you certain this is what you want? Are you just here because you've been here and you're comfortable? And if you're comfortable, what does that next step look like? What are you trying to get to? Or are you just kind of coasting? And those are those are mentor questions that should be in every leader's pocket. Yeah, so I I I, I mentor as well. I have mentors. I've got more than one. And Excellent. we are on a regular cadence. Like Excellent. I know we 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 have time. That time is sacred. Um, of course you move it, right? I mean, that happens all the time. Like, uh, yeah, my, my, uh, my life is on fire. Can we, oh yeah, for sure. But we're going to move this to this and we're going to meet then. Right. Um, and same thing with the people that I, that I touch base with. Right. But ultimately there's people that I touch base with. I mean, whatever they're going to put into it is what they're going to put into it. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to do what I need to do to be there. But my thing is like, man, when that person that you're mentoring is there and they're, and they're a sponge, like I've got a guy that came to me just like you it was a, one of these requests like hey uh i used to work at honeywell i don't mind saying i saying that honeywell's, honeywell's a great company and, and um uh the thing that i would say about in, instructional design and learning development it, is it is a place where you can make a huge difference huge difference um regardless of title i mean the the amount that we can influence without authorities there uh, if you get an idea, you're going to run with it and you make things happen. Um, great. So anyway, um, Susan, who was uh, one of my mentors at Honeywell. Hey, I got this guy. Um, his first name is David. We'll get him on the show because he's just he's just a bunch. And Fantastic. he really wants to learn about this industry. So he and I just talked and, you know, I sent him some people to talk to. Him, and then at the end, of it, I'm like, hey, would it make sense uh, if uh, – if we get together every, every 30 days and we just talk about your journey, see what, see where you're at. Is that going to be good? And he was like, really? You do that? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll do that. Right. Um, and he's a sponge. He comes to me all the time. Like, look what I did and this and that and the next thing. And, and all that's really, really awesome. And, and we're, you know, he's learning new things and I'm challenging him. I'm always finding room to challenge him. But it's just funny the things that we learn that we don't really don't really pay attention to until they're really important. And that's where mentoring shows up. Like all of a sudden that thing that we know is there and it's super important to somebody else. And it's like, oh, well, I, I know the answer, but I'm gonna sit and wait and we're gonna pontificate and we're gonna challenge, we're gonna push, and then it and then you just show up. It's almost like having a spirit guide, right? Like uh, Godzilla is my spirit animal, and then when he shows up, it's <laughs> it's awesome. It's like raw and boom, and uh, it's great. Uh, so yeah, I think that you know, just to, I, episode zero, the mentoring episode. Uh, if if you're not a, if you're not mentoring or if you don't have a mentor, uh, I hate to say it, what's wrong with you? Go, go go do it and go do it right away. You will be better. You'll be a it's, better person. You'll be a better leader. It's just better. No, I hundred percent agree. Like, yeah. I'm glad you. Agree. I, I knew you would. Oh, I just yeah. thought it was I tell, cool. Hey, Dan, you want to record? No, we can't. Though. I've got uh, 
I've got uh, I got to take care of my fan club, and then I got to mentor somebody. So yeah. <laughs> I I I tell people all the time, like mentoring is 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 your like duty and responsibility. Like when you get comfortable in your role, and you're like, I, I, I know how this works. I know what's up. Like you need to mentor people. There are people who are looking for leadership and, and mentorship. And if you're not trying to help those people, who will? Right. Who, who will step in? And it, as, as a leader, every one of my mentor sessions makes me a better leader. As, as somebody who, who relies on a mentor, every one of those sessions makes me a better mentor. Like, I'll right. be like, oh, that's a really great question. And I'm going to steal that question. And I'm going to ask people that question when I talk to them. And now it's so important. Yeah, you know what I should do? I know, I know some people who have um, – actually, I know the person that designed our mentorship program where we work. By the way, Dan and I work together. Uh, and so well, <laughs> in different departments. So, But at any yeah. rate, maybe we get her on. We can have a mentorship episode. Um, uh, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we spent – okay, great. Uh, real quick on me. So, um, holy, you know, when I was a young, uh, trainer, I, you know, I got my, I got my start training people when I was, um, 16 years old, my first job. So my first job is I taught kids how to swim at a boy scout camp. That was my first job. Taught them how to swim, canoe, um, and crawled my way. I've worked there six years, a little place called Tomahawk Scout Reservation, Rice Lake, Wisconsin, actually Long Lake, Wisconsin, but it's near Rice Lake. No one knows where Long Lake is. And um, yeah, spent six years doing that. I eventually ran the beach, taught adults how to save lives, which is really cool. Um, loved it. Um, actually, at one point in time, thought about going into teaching, which is, yeah, I want to be a teacher. And and of course, all my teachers thought, thought I was crazy. Like, you are crazy. You'll never make any money teaching. I'm like, oh, okay. I still want to do it. Um, went to college, got a speech communications degree, got out of college. Um, you know, started doing some part-time jobs here and there, uh, full-time jobs here and there. And then I was working for a major retailer and, um, about two years into that, I had the opportunity, they had a, um, oh my goodness, they, they had, they had a program where they were taking floor employees, people that were on the floor. I sold appliances at Best Buy. I don't mind talking about this. Sold appliances at Best Buy. It was a great experience. At that point in time that we had, Dan, we had like 40 stores. If you'd imagine Best Buy one point in time had like 40 stores. And um, hmm. I was I was the quintessential um, training guy for the Midwest region or whatever. And, and we would just get together and we would talk about stuff. So they would send us, oh my gosh, Word documents to talk about. Like here's a Word document, go have fun, right? That, that was training. So I did that for a little bit was invited to uh, interview for uh, a national training position, uh, which I which I accepted, and then uh, went around all over the United States um, doing leadership development training, opening new stores. We did culture st- uh, culture training. Um, I can't tell you how many how many wonderful people I had the opportunity to meet and, and influence during that time. Um, uh, certified uh, master trainer for more. Um, also certified master trainer with the uh, a little company called uh, Covey. Uh, I don't know if you heard of Stephen Covey. Uh, by the way, you've read Stephen Covey, right? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh! I know. What? No. 
Okay, yeah. you and I can't be friends. You've heard of the book, right? Stephen, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Yes. Okay, yes. right. Should be required reading uh, for everyone. I mean, everyone needs to read this book. Dan. All right, well, back in the 90s, that book was like the thing. Remember Franklin Covey stores? No. Oh, my gosh, Dan. All right, whatever. Dude. Covey's great. Seven Habits. We're going to have to do an entire series on that. I apologize for my co-host, everybody. Oh, my God. Um, no, no. I spent most I of the 90s in comic book stores, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. No, Covey's fantastic because everything he talks about is so foundational. Like, it's just it, – it still holds true, right? Like, uh, be proactive is habit number one. Like, you got to think ahead about what you're doing, right? Uh, be, you know, begin with the end in mind. Like, who does that? When we come to learning and development, like, we, we do that, yes. right? So that was really cool. Um, anyway, back to my, what's Scott's deal. So I did that for a little while. Um, did event production and video, but, you know, cut my teeth on video production for learning videos. Uh, back in the day when uh, you use something more than just your camera, to record videos, so I learned a heck of a lot. Learned the, the fabulous skill of interviewing people, which is a, is a skill that comes in handy. Um, we, we may talk a little bit about that. Um, jumped around a little bit. Um, you know, I, it, did some uh, did some L and D for uh, for for a couple other companies, including Honeywell, uh, and then you know had the opportunity to go ahead and lead a team in instructional design with where where we serve, and I you know. That's been great. So this whole time, I mean, you know, and occasionally, you know, I would leave and go do something, not learning, and then get sucked right back into it. And it's just a place where I believe, like I said, you know, you can make an impact, um, very, very significant impacts within learning and development if you hold some things to be true, right? If if you if you have a solid idea around. Uh, you know, good design, and if you have solid skill sets and, and a, a, an unwilling, unwavering desire to help people, which is one of the things I love about uh, our industry. Like, how many, honest to God, um, not great, I shouldn't say not, not nice people do you uh, know in our industry, Dan? Oh, dude. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like. There aren't many. There any. are some, but not many. Everybody I know, everybody I know is just amazing. Everybody I know, like they get it. Like, oh, they get it. And uh, have you been to like the big conferences like Training Mag or ATD? ATD, yeah. Yeah. What an amazing time. Just incredibly friendly, genuine people. Um, and you don't always get the incredibly genuine, amazing people experiences at those things. I mean, this, it's, it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful, uh, business, uh, to be in. And, uh, I'm just really blessed that I've, ha I've got to go and you did too. Like we get to do both sides of the, uh, of the fence here, right? So you've got your instructional design and you've got your instructional training, right? So, you know, being in the room and all the things you need to do about being in the room and, and how we, uh, you know, in my case, how do I develop others to, to be effective in the room? And, and now with uh, the way the world is today, it's like, wow, you know, our importance, it was interesting. I was in a, I was on a conference call with training magazine. We'll, we'll dump them. I, I, 
they 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 put it if you're looking for good stuff good stuff uh, that you can learn from by by all are by all means sign up for training mag they're not paying me to say that are do you are you a member there no i'm not a member of training i should mag. totally get it but at any rate i was on a call right after uh lockdown so we're all locked down uh i'm on this call and i can't remember his name but he was a big wig uh over over there at the magazine and he just basically said something that i truly honestly believe is true which is like your importance in our world has never been more clear like learning development's importance moving forward 2020 and forward is really uh really clear right so it's a great industry to be in because there's a, a lot of change, and a lot of focus. And I, and I think it's going to be one of those areas where those organizations that get it right and, and spend the time in development, um, you know, with their people and their processes and the things that they do are going to enable themselves to really take advantage of a, of a marketplace where a lot of people aren't doing that. So at any rate, that's uh, that's my deal. Uh, question, sir. Any questions? Yeah, actually, I, I do have a quick question. Oh, you got a question. Okay, great. Yeah. So you uh, you brought this up, and I've heard this from several different people. You wanted to be a teacher at one point, right? And your teachers kind of like waved you off. So why did you want to be a teacher? Oh, I just love I love teaching people. I'm like, oh, I get to I you know, okay, you you've you've done the in the room teach somebody oh, yeah. something. You get that light bulb moment. There's that that instant connection with a human being, and their eyes get all big. Like they just figured something out. Like for me, it was really apparent. So like when that kid who gets in the water and can't swim, all of a sudden can, that there's a there's a moment of confidence there. There's a moment of pride that's there. There's a there's a really big important safety moment too of I'm not drowning anymore moment, right? So I mean that was that, and and that moment is something for uh, folks like me just really resonates in in who i am and i'm like oh i want to do this all the time so yeah that that's why having that instant connection um you don't get to have that i i've learned over time you don't get to have that instant connection all the time especially nowadays like you have to we have to scale out that so finding ways to go ahead and deliver that experience in a virtual environment in a scaled down really short virtual environment um is, is a challenge Yes. But it's not without its rewards either. Did that answer your question, Dan? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I, I remember being young, and actually, I I remember, uh, I remember the why. I was in third grade, and uh, I was forced to sit in the front of the class for not paying attention, and probably for cutting up, and probably for just genuine, gen generally being uh, a third grade malcontent. And uh, I was sitting in the front row watching my teacher teach. And I remember going, oh, my God, I want to do this. I want to do this so much. And I remember all through grade school, middle school and high school wanting to, like, be a teacher. And you said, you know, my teachers told me, like, oh, are you crazy? And uh I reached out to my favorite teachers to ask, like, hey, like, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Tell me about it. And to a person, they all said, same thing. Are you crazy? Like, right. this profession is so nuts and it's so stressful. Like, you seem like a really good, smart kid. Go change the world a different way. This, 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 
isn't going to be a good use of your talents. And I was so crushed. I was so crushed by that to hear that. And uh, I mean, it, t- it threw my life on a different track. It brought me here. So it right. you know, worked out pretty good. But yeah, just like when you said that, like just an instant connection. I could think of so many people who have a similar story where they wanted to be a teacher, like those early grade school years where they're like, yes, like here's this font of knowledge, this source of wisdom. I want to be that someday. And then life like picks you up and moves you about. And when I fell back into learning and development years later, I was just like, oh, my God, this is it. Like here I'm at. Like this is amazing. Oh my God. Like I, I had no idea that this was how I was going to get here, but, but I'm here. So there you go. Yeah. Woo! All right. Thanks for <laughs> sharing your deal. Um, we'll be having this segment, uh, every time we get together folks, uh, and our special guests will, will talk a little bit about themselves, hopefully not for an hour, like, like we did. Um, uh, but you know, learners like to talk, uh, we're going to go ahead and switch over to, uh, our very special topic of the week. All right, Dan. Hey, the topic of the week. Are you ready? Shoot for it. What is it? All right. Why fabulous learning nerds? That's our topic for the week. So in a very abbreviated way, why did we decide to do this? So, I mean, you and I have talked so much of what we do as instructional designers, as learner and learning designers, as curriculum developers is... I mean, you love the job. I love the job, but it's such a misunderstood and I think oftentimes misused place. And a lot of that confusion has made a lot of stuff, a lot of places. I think you and I joked about the term business casual, like business casual training, business casual learning, where it's, you know, it's got a nice button up shirt on. Nice pair of slacks. It's relaxed. It's friendly in an HR way. Right. But it doesn't motivate and it doesn't inspire. And there's so much potential in our profession to motivate and inspire. Whether you're doing it in the corporate space, whether you're doing it to help somebody like learn their job and keep their job whether you're doing it to help somebody realize their full potential, whether you're doing it to help somebody move past a roadblock that's like holding them back from being successful in their life. What we do, the skill sets that we get, the insights into human learning are invaluable and we can make the world a such better place. And On top of that, we can move past business casual and we can make learnings and experiences that are fun and fantastic and amazing. But I think folks out there who are in our profession need to stand up and say, like, this is what I want. This is what I can do. You've got people who are like, all right, let's just get one more training. But that's because they don't understand all the ins and outs of what we can do. If you looked at somebody and said, hey, I can make you this training. 
it will go out to this many folks, it will do this much, it'll take this time to learn, and everybody will be okay with it. Well, somebody's going to go, okay, sounds great, good, let's go. But if you can help that person understand that, like, hey, for a little bit more, or sometimes about the same time, we can take a chance, and we can build a training that's going to speak not at people, and not even just to people, but we can build stuff that's going to speak with people, help motivate them, inspire them, help them understand the whys, move past the basics, and build a better workforce, build better people. We can do that. And Scott, you know how passionate I am about it. Just what a what an awful ID nerd I am. And every time we talk about this, every time we talk about this subject, we talk about this topic, man, it just it just it lights me up in a good and exciting way. That's why we're here. Yeah, no, I I totally get it. The other thing too, like I'm a podcast nerd too, and I'm just like bathed in podcasts. Um, that's what I do. And, and I, I think you can apply the business casual to our, our space and, and learning podcasts. So, hey, listen, to you people out there that are that are doing it, you hey, uh, hats off to you. you got great stuff, right? And, you know, working really hard and it's great. I, we, I really want to create a space that's fun. And, I, and quite frankly, I want to create an audience that participates within a space that that's fun. Right. So um, if, if I had my way, by the way, one of the greatest marketing, well, I don't care how you feel about them, but I think that we ought to really create a, a red hat with white letterings. It says make learning fun again. Like I, I really want to have, you know, our, our own little hat uh, around that, that it just kind of gets into the, hey, listen, we're we're going to we're going to talk about some really great stuff. Uh, we're going to inspire you to think differently about what's going on. And gosh, darn it, we're going to have a good time doing it. And uh, in order for us to do that, you know, we can't just sit here and pontificate uh, and, and just throw it out there and hope you can consume it. Like I, this is an open invitation here at the ep- end of episode zero, where we've talked for 35 minutes now about ourselves like i really want to make sure that everybody understands that this is a place where we need your participation like i call to action just like every learning needs i need you that yet yet you you that's listening right now like you made it this far like i i want very much for you to participate in this and come along in the journey um and, and that's going to be a great thing so first thing i'm going to need you to do like hey everybody you know Hit subscribe. So if you like what you heard, having a good time, hit subscribe. Share it with your friends. Share this podcast with your friends. Like, hey, Sally, learning um, got us with a small G. Like, this is a great podcast, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I want you to listen to it. Share it with your friends. We really, really appreciate it. Um, Dan, what's another way that people can uh, get a hold of us here at the Fabulous Learning Nerds? So you guys can hit us up on Gmail at learningnerdcast at gmail.com. Please email us your questions. And hey, if you're in this space and you're doing great things, reach out. Let us know. Be a guest. We want to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, you can also oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I've got I got people I already talked to. <laughs> hey man, I really like what you're doing. You want to pimp your stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll put you on the we'll put you on the podcast. So if you got stuff you want to pimp, like we're doing some really cool stuff. I want to talk about it. That's great. My company's doing cutting edge stuff. Like I want to talk about it. Like this yeah. is a great opportunity for you to to share your stuff, inspire other people. Um, and you know if it if it's a win win for you, like for sure, like let us know. Like hey, we're doing this. We want to know that. But I also love the questions too, to Dan. Like you know people are gonna want to know you know Dan, how many how many members are in the uh, dan coonrod uh, fan club i mean those are valid questions we'll take <laughs> for you. 
Uh, I'll say, so we got the learning. Uh, what's that email again, Dan? It's learningnerdcast at gmail.com. Right. And then learningnerdscast, N-E-R-D-S, cast at yes. gmail.com. That's great. What's another way that they can go ahead and, and uh, participate, Dan? They, they can find us at Facebook at Learning Nerds. Like us. Participate in the conversations there. Again, we want to know. Send us questions. Talk to us. That's right. Yeah, Facebook's a great place. If you're not a big, if you're not in the in the Facebooks, um, we're also on Instagram. So we can you can find us on Instagram. If you're an Instagram person, you want to share your uh, pictures and videos and just have a good time, uh, you can reach us at FabLearningNerds at Instagram.com. Share your groovy stuff. And this has been the longest uh, opening episode of any podcast ever. Dan and I, oh, yeah. I think it's We're probably a good time this. for us to go ahead and uh, and and call it. What do you think? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think this is a good place to wrap up and start planning on what we're gonna cut. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna cut nothing. Hey everybody, uh, thanks for uh, joining us. We we hope to see you here next time. Uh, hit that subscribe button, share with your friends, email us learningnerdscast at gmail.com. And with that said, I'm Scott. I'm Dan. We're your fabulous learning nerds, and we're out. Thanks for listening to the Fabulous Learning Nerds. You know, there are a lot of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention. Meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment of offerings. If you're, if you're thinking of giving it a try, if you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.